you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. And welcome to all of you to episode 74 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and to you, the Destiny community. However we reached your ears, we thank you for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And we want to make sure that you guys are checking out all the other amazing podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. And get involved with the show by sending us feedback and questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at inorbitpodcast, or on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. So before we get into the big show, David, how has your week been? Well, my week's been pretty good. I mean, uh, not as good as Jordan's, who is not here with us because he's at Guardian Con, but uh, it's been good. I got some time to play some video games, you know, played a little bit of Destiny, not that much, though. I'm really, really waiting for waiting for the beta, which is going to be awesome, hopefully, anyway, and uh, that'll make my week great when that one's here. So only two more weeks, two more weeks when we get to, or two and a half more weeks, I think. Yeah, and we get to play the beta. So pretty excited about that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've kind of, I'm not going to lie, I haven't been playing much Destiny. Um, there's just, like 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 I've been saying for the past few weeks, there's not much to do. And not many people are playing it, unfortunately. There's a lot of other games that are out there. Um, people are catching up with uh, basically their Steam libraries or playing Switch. Uh, there was a DLC for Zelda um, I'm kind of playing off and on. And then just life gets in the way. So unfortunately, Destiny has been taking a little bit of a backseat, but we are definitely excited about Destiny 2. In fact, uh, let's go over the TWAB real quick first before we get into our main topics. So the big thing that happened this week is not so much Bungie involved, but it's Guardian Con. Uh, Guardian Con at the start of Guardian Con had already raised $1.2 million for St. Children's Hospital. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, last year, their goal was 500000 and they blew it out of the water. It's it's an inspiration. It really is. I'm not saying that as a joke. It really is an inspiration. And I know that they're still collecting money. Um, they're still doing a lot of good stuff. And as... David said uh, we had Jordan on last, or jo- Jordan went to Guardian Con. Um, I'm going to try to get a couple guests on the show that have gone to Guardian Con, but it's absolutely amazing to see how people have uh, responded in this community, um, especially now that the game's a little bit dead. We're waiting for the new game, yet there's so much enthusiasm in the community. There's There's a lot of people excited, and it's an absolute blast to be a part of this community. It really is. 
Um, so the, the other big thing that came out in the TWAB was starting on July 25th, clan leaders should visit their base of operations on Bungie.net and decide if they want to convert their group to a Destiny 2 clan, which, hey, if you're going to be playing Destiny 2, uh, yeah, you should. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be clicking the button real quick. Make clans are more important now, so. Yeah, I, I really, th- look. I know it's 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 hard for a lot of people um, to organize into a clan. Sometimes they just don't have the people. Um, sometimes they just they might be a little shy, or, or it's not something that that entices them, or, or, or like it, it just it's something that's not just for them. Um, but I would really try searching different clans. Different clans have different types of people, different um, different mentalities. Uh, you have some clans that are based around military members. You have clans based around dads, families, um, all types of clans, uh, Dames of Destiny, a female destiny group. Um, there's many, many different clans out there, and it will enrich your destiny experience, especially now that we know that clans are going to be um, the, the activities that you do as a clan or people in the clan, them doing activities will get you rewarded. And I'm definitely excited to see how clans play out. What about you, David? Yeah, I mean, clans being more actively involved in Destiny is something I've always wanted. So the fact that it is going to be more actively involved, you get the rewards as part of your clans, you can help uh, single players with your clans. I mean, guided games are obviously a big thing that's going to come um, from clans being more involved because you'll have clans that will be able to bring in extra people, which then can in turn either expand their clans or just help people get things done that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten done. But I, I'm really excited that this thing, which was always kind of an identifying feature of the big big players in the Destiny community. I mean, you have people like BSK and stuff. Everybody knows their clan, but that clan was just kind of a, a thing outside the game is now part of the game. And all of us who are just normal players get to be with our friends and make this clan, this thing that we had. I mean, we had we had a clan for a while that had uh, uh, almost what, almost a thousand people at one point. And this will now be a community within the game more than just outside the game, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely excited to get more news about clans because, yes, they did give a good amount of information in the um, the gameplay reveal, but I want to see how it, it plays out more. I want to see more more features of the clan. I, I hope, I pray that we can change things more in-game. Like there's a specific screen, let's say, for the clan leaders, you know, that they can go and accept people in-game. Not that it wasn't... It was clunky as hell, let's be honest. But <laughs> I want more in ability to, to modify that stuff in-game. I think it would be more, it would be better. Uh, it would encourage clans more. It would. It's it's the same thing as the grimoire outside of game. It's like, it's this thing that is so intertwined with the game that you just want it to all be in the game. And this is a step towards it, and I hope they continue to build on that. Especially when you just want to add a member, you know? Just like, <laughs> right. all I have to do is just click a button. Come on. Like, why not put that in-game? Right. Anyway, um, the other big news, uh, depending on how you play, is this Tuesday, July 4th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and if I'm not mistaken, 5 p.m. UK Time, the game will be Mayhem Clash for Iron Banner, and you get to get rocket launchers, sidearms, the chest armor, and arms. Um, 
It's interesting that they they re-released Iron Banner as Mayhem Clash. I think they just want people to have fun at this point. Right. I, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. Like Mayhem's, it's hilarious. But it, it, it was just, it's it's interesting that in the update for Age of Triumph, they did it specifically for uh, so that they could put in Mayhem Clash. And now they're just like, you know what? You pew pew and you pew pew and you pew pew. So, well, here's the thing. It's it's like people right now, except for the people who are very into sweats, aren't coming back to Destiny to to be competitive. They're coming back to Destiny to have fun. And right. while Iron Banner originally started as something that was competitive, and at times it can get very sweaty when you have lag fests, um, mm-hmm. they want it to just be fun in these last few months. So I think this Mayhem Clash is kind of a build-up to the month of Mayhem they're doing with the strikes, and it's just kind of, you know, a, a fun thing for you to do. Because, honestly, I'm more inclined to hop into Iron Banner because it's Mayhem Class clash than it would be if it was just regular clash or control or something just because i know that if i go in i'm just going in to have fun which is what i want from destiny at this current time right like i know i want to do a little bit of a side um jump off here um on the topic of iron banner so i don't know if they confirmed it or not exactly last week um when they mentioned that uh this is going to be the last iron banner and last trials of osiris for destiny one and they were talking about how it's gonna they're gonna come back in um in different ways in uh Destiny 2. So they they kinda hinted that Iron Banner is gonna be coming back in Destiny 2, which I think most people would hope so. Wouldn't it be cool if they completely redid the um what is it, the the, the Fell Winter Peak and made it, you know, upgraded the graphics more wolves fire and stuff and it was like a re- like a social space specifically for iron banner it would be i mean if you think about it we did see in the one trailer people walking through the snowy mountain so it's possible that we will be back there um i would like it it would it would make it almost more special in a way just because there'd be say it they only open it up when um FRD is in town or something like that and mm-hmm. i really hope that iron banner gets an overhaul all around um i i liked it more back in the beginning when it was that competitive like in-game style pvp and not everybody could really hop in i know that sounds it, it's not meant to sound elitist it kind of did when i just think back on it but it's like you're it, a jerk I know, but it's just in-game content, and I want in-game content to be competitive. It's like Trials. I mean, I want everybody to hop into it, but maybe Iron Banner is the mode where there should be truly skill-based matchmaking, and that's how people should hop into Iron Banner. I don't know. I just I just want more out of Iron Banner than we're currently getting out of it, and I think Destiny 2 is a great opportunity for them to reset and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost hoping for like an expanded fell winter peak where there's a little bit more that you can go through and um i i i really 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 like fell winter's peak and i know i I rarely go there anymore because pretty much everything's in the tower now but i really like the concept of fell winter's peak and i'm there's a little bit of an attachment to that social space that i don't have with the others so i i hope that it comes back in some way shape or form Well, the thing that they missed in Destiny 1 with social spaces was just the fact that the tower is where you can access everything, and the other two social spaces, like, you can access one or two things. 
But if, if they really want to have multiple social spaces in a game, you need to have access to everything you could access. You need to have a representative of Future War called of Dead Orbit of New Monarchy, a representative of the Vanguard, a representative of the Crucible in these other social spaces so that you don't have to make multiple trips to social spaces on one time going through your social space stops per se. And I think that could, you know, if they change that in Destiny 2 and bring Felinter's Peak back, I think it could make it a, a little better. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing that, that popped up, um, we were talking about it last week, uh, about the emblems that you're going to be earning for Destiny 2 from completing Destiny 1 activities. And we kind of got confirmation that they're not going to be able to be used on PC. Um, in the question and answer uh, section, uh, the question was, can players access their Destiny 2 emblems for Destiny accomplishments on a different console platform or on the PC platform. Not at this time. Destiny 2 memorialization emblems are currently tied to a player's PlayStation Network ID or Xbox Gamertag. Stay tuned to the new section of Bungie.net for updates. So at this time, they're not going to be able to... If, if you do the, the stuff on PlayStation... You're not going to be able to carry those emblems over to PC. And I think that's a little bit of a miss. I, 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 I don't understand why they're being so hard on the PC. I mean, it, they're basically making that Destiny 2 is its own thing on PC. Whatever you did before doesn't count. If you kind of got familiar with the story, cool. Otherwise, go from here forward. But there's a little bit of a charm to having old stuff you know what i mean being able to to show show that off and say i was here and now i'm going on the full experience right I, I, especially because it's it's a completely new council so you're not going to know who is here for d1 and who's just joined in at d2 but um at the same time i don't think they're necessarily being hard on the pc i think this just comes down to one thing that they've talked about and luke smith has mentioned on is they want to make it so they've heard the call for a one bungee account you have three characters that can be played on playstation xbox or pc and you just have those three characters so that you don't have to run nine characters if you're going to play all three platforms and they've heard that call and they said they're going to try and make it happen possibly in the future but it won't happen now and i think that say they were to be able to make that happen um that's when you would see these type of uh, emblems and stuff crossover between platforms as of right now, I know last week we said we were hoping that it'd be able to happen, but it's it's really not a surprise that it didn't happen just because um, the accounts are completely separate. You're playing different characters on each account, so it wouldn't entirely make sense for you to be able to have the same rewards but still have different characters. Absolutely. Um, I think that was it that I saw in the TWAB. Um, that was pretty much yeah that was pretty much it so let's go into the big stories of the week um and i think that we have to preface this uh with a little bit of oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. i want to preface this hard so so let's just say that we're a little at this time we want more information about this article and the reason for that is they it, it's a it's an article that was uh unmashable where it has quotes from Luke Smith, but... Quotes. Quotes. In quotation marks. Because here's the thing. Sorry, I'm going to go off for a second, Jorge. 
I, so me and Jorge got in a slight disagreement about this when it first came out because he was like, dang, look what everybody's talking about. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't like this. Fake news. Oh, God. Sorry to use that term. But um, so here's my thing. The article in, that everybody was going on about is what? PVP Live, I think, is what the article was in. No, that, it was it was unmashable, but, but well, PVP, PVP Live. Live is one that got spread and then it cited Mashable. And the thing about Mashable is when you look at their quote, this quote isn't directly like they never name an interviewer. They never name where he was interviewed or when he was interviewed. And those are big things you want to look for when you're looking for active sources, when you're when you're looking for true information. That's what you want to know. You want to know who interviewed him. Um, when he was interviewed, where he was interviewed, and if you can get the full interview uh, like transcript. Because a, a big thing that happens, and you saw this with the Kotaku interview of Luke Smith a couple of weeks ago, when things get put into words, they get narrowed down, especially when there are articles being written, uh, opinion articles and stuff. The quotes get narrowed down because they get narrowed down to the point where it works for what you're writing. And you need to be able to listen to the whole thing. When you listen to the audio, audio Kotaku interview, it is you get way different feels of certain answers than the written version. And that's, I think, part of what's going on here. Here's my other problem with it. This has now exploded in the community. It, it now this quote says nothing about armor. This little quote, the only quote we have says nothing about armor. But now there are multiple articles floating out there from big sources like PC Gamer that say, uh, oh, no weapons or armor are going to have random perks in Destiny 2. That's not what he said in this in this quote. He is saying that they will be able to fine tune weapons because the Damages and stuff will be the same. That's not even technically saying that there won't be random perks. That's just saying that there might not be perks that affect the damage attributes and stuff like we have right now. So you got to take this whole thing with a grain of salt and not to mention the big source. The biggest sources, I think, for Destiny at this time are IGN and Kotaku, and neither of them have reported on this. And I think there's good reason that neither of them have reported on this. So with, with my rant over, uh, let's discuss how this affects the Destiny community, Jorge. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's just say that we're a stickler for making sure that we get the news correct. And, and if we're ever incorrect, we want to make sure that we, we correct it. Um, I'm not I'm not knocking Mashable, but I, I don't I've never really gone to them for Destiny news. That's why when, when we got this article by Adam Rosenberg uh, two days ago. Um, that stated that there wasn't going to be any um, weapon rolls. We were kind of skeptical. We, we were just like, "What?" Um, and then it caught on like wildfire. Everybody was was retweeting it. Um, so the one thing I will say is, um, we're we're going to report on it. We want additional information, and um, we know that IGN. Uh, as confirmed on Fireteam Chat, uh, the yeah Fireteam Chat podcast at GuardianCon, they are doing it, it, Destiny Two is their their um, their game that, that they're focusing on. I forget the term that they use, but they 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 specifically went over to uh, Bungie. They asked a lot of questions. They got a whole bunch of information that they're going to be revealing in the coming weeks, and I'm. I'm going to heavily assume that this is one of those things that they're going to talk about, the weapon rules. I mean, something like this, uh, there very well may be a reason why they haven't said anything about 
weapon rolls yet on IGN because this may be very this may be a big part of what's going on there. Right. For now, let's go ahead and, and just take the article at face value um, and, and go from there. So as I mentioned, on Mashable by Adam Rosenberg, um, you're not going to be going for uh, the loot grind anymore. All weapons are going to be static. So think the weapons from Vault of Glass or Crota's End or Wrath of the Machine. They're going to have the same exact perks. Um, if you get... Athian's epilogue, you got glass half full and persistence, I believe. Um, and those are gonna, gonna be your roles. Fatebringers, Outlaw, and, and Firefly. Um, and in this article, they specifically mentioned a gun called um, Better Devils, a, which is a crucible hand cannon. We don't know what the perks are on that gun, and we already know that the perks per um, several articles are going to be less reliant on luck or chance. So, for example, luck in the chamber. A random bullet gets um, selected to do extra damage. Or, um, I forget other luck-based ones. Um, like, they like, have, like, crowd control and stuff. Uh, that's not really a luck. That, it's not luck, control, but it does increase damage. I, I, I know what you mean. I think, like, when I'm, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking kind of like the uh, artifacts. Uh, when you kill a creature of the darkness with a headshot you have a chance of spawning an orb of light like i think they would make it more based on what i'm seeing uh you kill five creatures of the darkness you can generate an orb of light something right. more like that so uh, it's going to be interesting to see the perk set because we know that the perks are changing in, in big ways um in destiny 2 so I'm, I'm really excited for that but if this is in fact is, is true then it lends and I'm kind of jumping to another theory. Again, these are what we're talking about here hasn't been really mentioned or confirmed. So again, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but the one post on Reddit a long time ago, which a lot of stuff ended up being confirmed true, did mention that um, the guns were going to have set perks and we were going to be able to modify guns. Now, other reports are, are mentioning that armor sets are going to be static as well, which I can see if this, in fact, does hold up, because then it would give you incentive like, okay, I have um, the arc set. This, this set will protect me against arc damages, and I'm going into a strike or a nightfall that has a lot of arc enemies. I probably want to use this stuff. And the big thing that changes would be, say, this armor piece has more armor or gives you more agility. Like that's how it would change. And I think that is a better thing personally, um, that kind of system, because then you can really customize the look of your character and not feel that you're, you're taking a backseat to stats or, or perks. I do want to see mod the ability to modify perks, maybe not as easily as in, um, house of wolves but i want to be able to modify like let's say i get a better lens like i find you, more you, like you searching yeah you search through weapon parts and are not able to get a better lens something like that if that's how we do it i'm all down for that um but i, I don't want it to be super easy well here's the thing so for armor i don't think armor is going to be static at all 
personally. Like, we haven't seen a quote confirming it. I don't think it's going to be static. And, he, and the main reason I think it's not going to be static is because things like um, your arms. So right now, we have arms that do a bunch of different reroll, reload speed types. And it's like, if it's static, then uh, presumably each arm say like this raid arm would only do an increased reload speed if that's going to be a perk that could not be a perk anymore but if it's going to be a perk on one type of weapon and if you have that then it, it very much streamlines what you can wear if you're going to use a certain type of weapon which i don't think they do so i think either um perks on armor won't be static or it'll be something like you're talking about the crafting and it'll be like okay you have this um reload spot on this type of arms and it will always increase reload speed but you now have to use materials and decide what you want this to be specialized in do you want mm -hmm. this particular piece of armor to be hand cannon or pulse rifle or heavy weapon um reload style like i think that could be how they do it um when it comes to weapons at this in this this teeny little quote this like one sentence quote which is part of why i have a problem with it that has led to all this explosion um it only refers to them using this to balance guns better which makes me think that it's not going to be necessarily all set perks on weapons i think it'll just be set damage there will be no luck things like you've said there will be no changes to range based on a perk or something like that maybe it is some type of crafting thing but i feel like people were never able to ins inspect legendaries on the build so far but we know that there are perks on exotics so you either have it like legendaries all have set perks so it's something like the gorilla fighter perk or something like that or like um snapshot or something where it it doesn't really affect damage or anything that would have them to do balancing it's just a, a little thing on the weapon and those can randomly roll or like you said we could craft those which is also a possibility but i think because exotics have these perks and we've seen some of the perks on exotics you're either now making it so exotics are the only guns with perks or exotics just have these super special perks. But I feel like if weapons have set perks they come with no matter what, then you're kind of taking away from exotics because now an exotic isn't going to have the same perks that a legendary has. So maybe this one legendary has really cool perks on it. And, and now it's more of an exotic than certain exotics are, you know? No, I, I actually think that with regards to exotics, I think this is definitely a way to make them feel more special. Um, the fact that... Let, let, let's say that the, we'll go with the example of better devils. Let's just pretend and, and use Destiny 1 perks. Let's say it has Rangefinder and uh, Casket Mag. I couldn't think of any other one right now. Um, and those are the set perks. And then you can modify the gun with special, like a special lens or whatever to just, and, and it would just be look wise. This is all telling me um, several things. I, I think that aim assist isn't going to be as prevalent on these guns. Or what I mean by that is um, not not that there won't be a certain version of aim assist in the game, but you know how aim assist, which I always thought was weird, aim assist being an actual perk on a gun was always weird to me. For example... Rather than just a game mechanic. Right. Like, I, I go back to Halo, like, like every single gun had aim assist because it was a console uh, uh game but it 
it wasn't like oh this gun has better aim assist it's more sticky and and my bullets right are- right no i i get exactly what you're saying <laughs> yeah. so like the fact that in this game like let's say you have um like Praetis revenge uh like it like that has no virtually no aim assist um or very little i should say and then another gun like let's say zen meteor which automatically sticks to somebody's head like that's where where it, it just seemed weird to me you know what i mean like, it, and that that hurt balancing as a whole exactly so i think that that out of anything like that's one of the biggest changes that's going to be in the game um i don't have any proof again i'm just going by by feeling and, and what what i'm reading but i think that amesis isn't going to be a quote-unquote perk anymore it's going to be like you have set values for every gun and we're gonna they're gonna go from there i just hope that in addition to to the to the um to the aim assist that they take a look at bullet magnetism because it's always seemed a little weird and especially on guns like um buying a multi-tool well, i'll just be stapling somebody on the side of the head and all of a sudden they die i was like oh okay cool okay so so let's go to an extreme here let's say that um what what luke smith means and what he's saying is um the perks aren't actually there like we've known there's no hidden hand there's no casket mag there's none of that Mm. you just have these weapons with their set stats and the thing that makes exotic exotic is the fact that they have a perks so now we have these set weapons that just have base damages like how does this affect the game how does this affect the community like um i think that what it's gonna do is if there is in fact um like uh weapon tuning where you can change like certain statistics or how you gun like let's say that you use again using uh destiny one as an example like the palindrome you can change it to be a faster firing uh hand cannon with uh lower damage bullets uh and you could change it to have uh, more rounds in the magazine, like stuff like that. Like that would be an interesting way to change the gun. And, and it gives people it, that that's how you would experiment with different weapons. And I, I think that I, I'm, 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 I know this is going to sound silly, but follow me here. It kind of reminds me of Mario Kart eight. Um, and what I mean by that is like you have, um, like Bowser, he's a heavy character, and there's a specific uh, cart. Like if if you go on this cart, you have more speed. Whereas if you let's say go with a dirt bike, you have more acceleration, and then there's weight, and the, like you you're constantly balancing things out. Um, on Bowser, based on the different. The, the cart that you use or the vehicle you use, the wheels that you use and the glider that you use. And I would take that concept to destiny where it's like, okay, I have palindrome. I can make it where it has more bullets, but less, or, but then the range is lower or I can have way more range, fewer bullets. Uh, I can change uh, the impact, the, the speed, they, like that's what I'm thinking about when it when it comes to weapon customization, so that you have a specific gun that you can change to your own perks, your own flavor. Um, like let's say you like the perks of that gun, but you want it to be a slower, uh, a, a more 
impact a higher impact version with slower uh what is it slower rate of fire yeah mm-hmm. um that's how i see them changing the guns okay so uh, then there's the other there's this other quote at the bottom of this short article from Mashable where it says like um how can we make the second third tenth better devil's hand cannons be interesting uh we're working on that like we may not have a solution for that by september 6th say what why um but we're working on it so what if they did something like obviously like this is now just pure speculation because they said they don't even know what solution they're going to use so let's guess what if they did something like um so your idea stands we can craft guns to have better uh magazine sizes or better range or stuff with like an offset what if they did something like um the only way to change this weapon is to disassemble the exact same weapon so now you're getting your second palindrome or better devils whatever where you had makes it so you can alter your first one would you mm-hmm. be okay with something like that i would i would definitely be okay with that the the important the important thing too that 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 we're kind of also uh glancing over and and not intentionally is we don't know if the infusion system is coming back. We don't know true, how that system, true. and and we don't know how light works. So, I this is really really important because yes, let's say that you get a, a, a better devils and you get another better devils and another better devils. Like, how do you make it so it's not irrelevant beyond light? Because at, at a certain point, everybody's going to be max light, and at that point. Yeah. Um, like for example, even now, like I get guns, I shard them for legendary marks and I just shard them to shard them or that, but, (laughs) but it would be cool if like, let's say you needed, uh, let's say hand cannon parts to upgrade your better devils or to change the stats on a better devils, or you needed another better devils so that you can, um, cannibalize it for parts, whatever the situation is. I think that would it, it would it would open the game up to a lot of customization and a lot of interesting perks and, and combinations. And and we already know that we, we have the kinetic, the energy, and the heavy. I wanna see um because we already know that the that the kinetic guns aren't gonna they're you're not gonna get a, an energy version of the kinetic gun. Like it's right, gonna be its own guns. separate gun. So like I want to know how many guns they have in this game. It's really, it really intrigues me. Yeah, it seems like there should be a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's the problem with this article and this article going off on, in like on fire throughout the community is we really know nothing about this other than this one sentence. And like, that's what has kind of bugged me about the whole thing because he didn't even say like how perks were going to work. He just said like, we'll be able to tune them better because random perks won't necessarily be a thing. So we don't know if there are going to be perks at all. We don't know what types of perks there'll be. We don't know how they'll roll onto weapons. We don't know if like anything about it. We don't know how we'll change them. Like you said, we don't know about light because people weren't allowed to inspect anything really, or able to expect inspect anything really. So the whole mechanics of this game are still up in the air and we don't know how it's going to work. So it's really hard to like get upset or even speculate about something like this with how little information we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I hope IGN does put out um, one of their snippets this week because the, I, I have a feeling that they're going to break the game open in a big way. News wise. Okay. I have and, a feeling they're put on timelines by Bungie. It's when they're allowed to break certain things. Right. 
All right. And with that, David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? All right. Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Thank you very much. So with that, um, I kind of want to talk about go back to the story of destiny um there was an interesting article for me anyway um on vg247 by brianna hiller hillier i'm sorry um where they were talking about did bungie succeed um for destiny one narratively and we know that i mean vanilla we can obviously say that was a complete failure in terms of, of narrative, I mean, maybe not complete failure because people stuck around, but narratively, Vanilla Destiny was just not good. It, things got way better in Dark Below because it was a concentrated storyline. You had a singular fo- focus, uh, the, the son of Oryx, Crota, and that went over to um, the the House of Wolves with Skolas, even though that storyline ended on a kind of disappointing note um and it went it continued on with taking king with a great storyline that felt like a sequel almost like the dark knight um rises was a semi-sequel to batman returns um i'm 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 not sure how i feel about the storyline in destiny now especially knowing where things stand where the darkness as a concept, uh, they really didn't know what to do with it. And they, they had to go back to square one with it. And the, it, it we're not sure where, where the storyline is going. It, it, usually there is a narrative progression that you can see like, okay, they're going to be going into this next or this next. But, and I'm glad that they're focusing on, um, on the enemy this time. I think the biggest problem with Rise of Iron was um, the raid, even though it was a culmination of the story, like it almost didn't feel like a part of the story at all. Like if you had no idea of what was going on in the main storyline, you'd be like, okay, that doesn't, that didn't really affect anything. Cause Vasek wasn't in the main storyline. He wasn't even mentioned. Axis was barely mentioned in the storyline. Oh, we got ideas, but we don't know. It was like, okay. Right. It was like uh, Vault of Glass all over. Right. And 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 I, I, I'm I really excited for the storyline in Destiny 2 because we already know the main bad guy, the big baddie, bad booty daddy Gaul himself, and possibly the console. And like there's a lot of potential there to like really make you want to hate this guy and like him being a complete badass be like yo what are you gonna do now i took your powers and i kicked you off the edge what are you gonna do like i'm 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 excited to like get my power back and then go after gall and like that that that's exciting to me but i i I keep going back because like we have to remember Destiny 2 is a sequel, and as much as they want to make it as a new beginning, there is story there that, that we want answers to. Like, if a lot of people are like, 
especially lore people. I know Bife was was completely up in arms. He was not happy about certain decisions. He's cooled off a little bit, but he was incensed um, a bit ago about the direction of the storyline, even though we don't know anything about the storyline. So I'll look. Well, there- I'll go ahead and pass it to you. I, I want to give you some some time to give your thoughts. Well, there are a lot of unanswered questions after Destiny 1, and that's part of the problem. And like you said, like it's good that we're like focusing directly on one thing now, which we are. But at the same time, the reason why we didn't know where this was going was because with each iteration of the story, they left new questions to be answered. And like, yeah, that's good because you leave a cliffhanger, but they never picked up on any of them, which was a which is what the problem was. And and now they need to pick up on some of them, which are starting with this cabal cliffhanger they left. But I don't know. It's it's there still is kind of this disconnect. But um they seem to obviously be using Destiny 2 as a reset button, and I'm okay with that um, because from here on out, hopefully everything moves smoothly and connects to each other. The expansions connect to some of the questions we haven't had answered and to this main story. And then to iterate on one point you made about the whole like setting up the, the boss for the raid, I totally agree that it's way better when that boss is involved in this story. And I think the console may actually be more the raid boss than Gaul. And part of that is to me, Gaul doesn't look like a raid boss. Like he's not like Oryx where he can make himself suddenly become 200 times the size of the thing we're fighting. He is a set being in this world and he's pretty small. So either we're going to have a different type of raid boss. It's not just this big bad dude in the middle of the room who you do something to and now you can do damage. Maybe he's running around making things happen. Um, or uh, there's something like a, a different boss we haven't seen yet that will be even bigger and badder than Gaul. And that will be the raid boss, which would be an interesting switch up as well. And I'm okay with either because you either have this this similar feeling where you fight through a raid to get to this big bad thing we haven't even seen yet, only heard about in little bits. Or maybe they switch up the way a raid works and we basically chase Gaul back to his his throne and then fight him at his throne. And maybe throughout the raid, it's not beating boss after boss after boss. It's making Gaul run away with each encounter, which would be something we haven't seen from Destiny before and I think would be really cool in a raid. So almost a raid version of the, the Tannic Strike? Yeah, almost like on a whole new level, something of that, that feel. And that's almost good. It's almost like that strike brings about this feel of you're fighting this dude to his last stand and, and like in a raid, you could do that and it would be fun. Hmm. I'm not sure if, if on a strike it works and and, uh, because we've seen it with Tanix. I am not sure people would be okay with that. I, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing your idea, but I'm not sure people would be okay with a raid being just one boss. Um, well, I'm not saying it'd be just one boss. Like obviously, he'd pull in the big bads to help him in throughout the fight, but he would be actively involved at each step of the raid. Is more what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see. I can kind of see that. So. Um, not really involving storyline. I actually have a question for you. Um, and the reason this this question popped up into my head, um, and I know I'm going to catch you unprepared for this one. So, so I'll let do me my let, best. Let me set it up. So, recently, uh, Final Fantasy 14 
had an an, an expansion called Stormblood. Um, it was released not too long ago, and with Destiny Two, we've already been promised a lot more content. So I was I was speaking to somebody who actually plays this a lot, um, Final Fantasy fourteen, and with every every three months, there's an update to the game. There's a new, at least a new dun, a, a new dungeon or two, and then they change things up. And every few months, uh, every like six months or something, they'll, they'll open up a new portion of the raid. Um, and I know World of Warcraft does this, where you have the main raid, and then like every few months, an- another section of the raid would open up. Do you ever see Destiny? getting to the point where they'll have like the main raid and then another wing of the raid opens up. Um, so first off, I think, um, what you were saying earlier about the final fantasy model where they bring in new content all the time. I think that we're going to get that more with destiny too. Um, cause I think that the live team will still be there. They've, they've already said the live team will still be there. So along with the expansions we're already promised, there is the, um, opportunity that the live team will be able to bring in their events, not to mention they have things like lost sectors and adventures that they have said themselves are pretty easy to make so they can bring in new ones periodically through time. So I think that'll help to keep destiny fresher from that aspect. Along the lines of the raid, no, I don't think we'll ever see like a main raid and then an expansion on that raid. I think we'll continue to see new raids brought in, but I think the way Destiny raids are designed is there's this big, big bad from the story, and this raid is all about taking him out. And I mean, I guess there is the potential for them to do it if they change it, like tweak the way the raids work slightly. Like maybe this raid is about taking out gold and then you have a side aspect of it where you take on the console or whatever. But I I don't really think they would move to that because I think the way Bungie designs it is the way they like to design it. And they're going to stick with that, at least for now. Um, I think it'd be awesome if we could get expansions on raids because then it's 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 something new and it's raid difficulty, but it isn't a full raid. So it almost makes it easier to push content. But at the same time, I feel like if you were to do that to the Destiny community, then people would just flame at Bungie for um, releasing half a raid at the beginning and um, saying that the whole raid should have been released right away, which um, I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily make that argument if it were to happen because they're trying to make content come out more frequently. But I feel like that's the way people would look at it if they took that model. Yeah, I mean... Um... I'm I'm of the type that I I really hope and I know this sounds absolutely insane to some people but I really hope that Bungie has designed like 30 strikes by now 30 to 35 strikes and they don't release them immediately. Oh, I totally agree. Uh I I hope that that they they let's say with this expansion or this I'm I'm so used to saying expansion at this time. But I'm hoping that with like Destiny 2, like they'll come out with, see the first one had how many strikes when it, at long, I mean, I don't I even want to. Like eight, wasn't it? Or something like that. You, you can't just release eight on this one because people have already done. I mean, it depends because maybe you can, maybe you can only release eight because I would say 10 is a good number. Actually, 10 would be the number I would hope for on release. But you also have adventures and lost sectors and a, a 
hopefully a bigger story and more open world. Um, Mm -hmm. You have flash zones. You have more things going on in the world than just strikes, which is the problem with Destiny 1. Destiny 1's problem was you at a point you just had strikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, for for me, absolutely. Yeah, that was absolutely a huge problem. Um, for me, I kind of want to want to see them release like new strikes throughout the year. Like, like I've, I've been mentioning on the show, um, a strike is like even even the less original strike. And I think the easiest one that I that I point to on this one is the the Malak one, the the Blighted Chalice. Even though it's through going in reverse of a strike that we that we do in the game. Um, I think that it was cool to if that was like a small little thing throughout the year to get a strike like that, and then um, another strike here, another strike here. Even though it was unfortunate they that they build it as the culmination of the April update for two thousand, what is it, sixteen? Yeah, um, and there was a lot of pressure put on it because of that. Um, but if it had been like its own small strike, like, I think that would have been an interesting thing. Um, and I, I want them to release strikes throughout the year, missions throughout the year, uh, new lost sectors throughout the year. And I'm going to be interested to see how the, the actual, they call them expansions, but I'm going to just, I'm going to call the same thing that they did, that I did in vanilla, the DLCs. I'm going to, I'm interested to see if they open up new areas, like, Kind of like the the first one's the Osiris expansion, right? I think so. I think that's the one that comes first, and then Rasputin comes after. Like, let's say, let's say that the in the Osiris expansion, they they unlock a a new area of the map, and it's about as big as the um, the Plague Lands. Like, Plague Lands, they developed in less than nine months so it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they could especially now with a, a, a new optimized engine that we already know bungie had issues with before with with engines but now with an optimized engine it would be easier to add new air i'm not saying it's easy absolutely not saying it's easy but it would be easier for the developer to put together uh, a new region of of a new section you can even reuse assets. I mean, we, we already know that the European did European Europe. And there's a lot of area in Europe, the European yeah. dead zone. You, you could do a lot more areas that may look similar with certain assets, maybe a splash of color here, different color there. Um, but it would be easier to create a new section now and, and fill that up with new strikes, new, new, new things to do. I, I I'm, I'm hoping in, in these expansions, there's new areas to go to. Oh, me too. A hundred percent. I mean, and, I'm totally hoping. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, I'm totally hoping that with Osiris, we get Mercury because they haven't confirmed anything about Mercury yet. So well, I'm hoping that's kind of what we get. And then don't, don't get your hopes up on Mercury. I'm hoping, man. I'm just going to keep, let me hope. Okay. No, let me have not, hope. It's not that. It's just, I don't know if you saw the video, but Mercury go bye-bye. Uh, I don't believe anything till it's confirmed by Bungie. <laughs> Mercury got blown up. Mercury got blown. Up. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it, look, check out the video again. Mercury gets uh, bye bye. It gets blown up by uh. That's blown up the, is Mercury. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Like I, I, I'll, I'll pull up the video, but 
Okay, well, how's this? I'm hoping new expansion area for both DLCs. Since Mercury's blown up, guess we can't go there. But uh... would you, so kind of take going back to that. If let's say uh, again, this is all theory crafting people. If in um, Destiny Two, the the Rasputin expansion brings they back take the Cosmodrome, I'd be okay with that. A different version of the Cosmodrome, so that you, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because that's where Rasputin was. I know where you were going, man. I got you. I'd be okay with it. That's that's all I'm saying. Like at that point, like oh man, it kind of sucks that the Cosmodrome. Like we've already been here, but you expand on it a little. You change up how things are. Oh, we haven't been here uh, since the Cabal destroyed the last city. Look at it now; it's completely different. Um, the Fallen have been overrun. Um, we have all different things here. Like that could be fun. It could be good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm still not convinced that Rasputin is neutral. I still think that he had, like he's hidden been agendas, corrupt- man. I think he's been corrupted, and I, I think he's just like he's evil. I I don't I have no proof of this. I I just think that that he, it, it seemed weird. I think that- you just found our topic for next episode. Oh gosh, but but Rasputin. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot there, and, and and I hope that in the new game, they exp- the, with regards to story that they expand it by releasing new areas because even though it was slightly disappointing for a main expansion, the Plaguelands was a very interesting area. I really enjoyed it, and if it had been uh, like a an update, a regular DLC update like they're doing right now with uh, Destiny Two, um, like I think it would have been better received because Plaguelands are a lot of fun. Um, but I, I don't think it was enough for an expansion of this type. So anyway, um, I think we're at a good spot right there. Was there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap the show up, David? No, I, I'm pretty good. Just uh, remember when you're seeing all of the stuff leaking about Destiny 2 to check sources and make sure it isn't just clickbait because a lot of speculation is going to be going on for the next few months and just make sure you're getting proper information before you overreact. Mm-hmm. All right, then, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. Uh, We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do that is to simply share In Orbit with others. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and we also have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Masters Buttons website at www.mastersbuttons.com. Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Masters Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Masters Buttons Network at masterbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check masterbuttons.com slash schedule for all scheduling details. Make sure to check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash inorbit podcast, facebook.com slash buttons, youtube.com slash buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. 
Make sure to contact us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you for listening to our show. Make sure to tune next week to get additional news about Guardian Con. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. <laughs>